Welcome back to the Saturday Night Smoke Show, y'all. We're on episode six already. These motherfuckers are flying by. Uh, you know where to find everything. Saturday Night Smoke Show on the audio platform, Satan's Foreskin on YouTube. I'm still trying to work on getting something just completely ad-free, but it's harder than you think. Everything costs money these days. Uh, guest today is Jared Wright. I work with this kid. He's just so sweet. It's so innocent. I, I fucking love this kid. There's nothing I don't love about him. Uh, just want to say thanks again, all nine of you tuning in every couple of weeks. This is a blast getting to, you know, sit down with a lot of people that I like and getting to hear about it, uh, from you guys. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. Like subscribe, whatever you want to do, hit the buttons wherever you are and, uh, let me know what you think. Anyways, enjoy this one. All right, sick stuff. Nice to have you. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, so, COVID. How you been managing? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Start off heavy. Let's no, no, dude. That's that's a great question. That's a very, very relevant topic that I feel like. Actually, before we get to that, where do you want people to find you? Uh, Drood Sandstorm. That's where you can find me everywhere. That's what I go by Just as online. Spell it for him. Uh, Drood, J-E-R-U-D-E. And then Sandstorm, S-A-N-D-S-T-O-R-S-T-O-R-M. Yeah, okay. there we are. Sick. Um, but yeah, COVID. COVID, man. Um, how am I handling, dude? It's been a crazy ride, that's for damn sure. Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's one of those things where I feel like everybody's going to have a different view on it. Yeah. And i've just been kind of trying to just get by as best as i can day to day and not let like anything really like affect my life as much as i can despite what the governments may be saying what the media is promoting all that kind of stuff um honestly sometimes i don't even feel like it's going on in my head right even though it is going on outside um and i forget that it is going on i just you know, I just go about my daily stuff. Like, even today, like, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot a mask going out in the car. So I had to run back inside and grab one. And that's a, a year into it. So, but it's been, a, it's been a process for sure. And I feel like it's definitely taken a toll on every aspect of life, right? Yeah. Which what's is... It, what's it taken the most toll on? Like, you did, have you developed any, like, new habits because of this? or Definitely. Or new like routines. Old ones? New routines and new habits. Like I, uh, like I said, uh, gaming huge thing for me right was yeah. a huge thing before but now it's, <laughs> now it's even more bad right like it just you're forced to be inside all the time you have to find things to do and and that's one of the outlets that you can do right but yeah no definitely i'd feel like routine is like a huge one that's taken a hit in that regard just from everything that's changed right yeah like what specifically though like has, um has stuff come and gone in there as well like since this started, have you picked things up, dropped them? Definitely. Um, I think that going outside was a huge thing that I did a lot more before the uh, the lockdown started happening. And the pandy. The pandemic happened, right? So I, I always went outside. We were always outside down by the river in the summertime. I love snowboarding, so I'm always out doing that stuff. And nice. even that was up in the air this year, right? Like, they, they didn't open till january actually yeah thank god they opened up i haven't been able to go yet but 
that's another thing that that has been seriously affected by that is just you can't really go out and and do those things as much i guess so yeah everything before you go do something is like an extra google search now right and or or you kind of feel pressure a little bit of anxiety or you know you have to have like a mask and you don't want to upset anyone by getting too close to them yeah or, you know like yeah like i know every time i even like go to 7-eleven I'm just standing in line. I'm like, oh, God, is that six feet? Is that that five and a half? What if I can't tell? Yeah, no, I feel that for sure, 100%. But like I said, at the same time, like sometimes I just totally forget about it, right? I'm cleaning up the shop. It's hard to breathe with your mask on. And then pull it down for a second, the customer walks in type thing. So, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fucking... It's getting old, isn't it? It, it really is, man. It's, I feel like, yeah, it's, like I said, I feel like it's had an impact on every aspect of life, but definitely I feel like everybody's routines changed a little bit because of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm the oldest of four siblings, right? So I know my, my brothers and sisters with school have gone through a lot of changes and that's like, I can't a, imagine being in school oh, right now. Oh man, like that's gotta be like a crazy, crazy experience to go through, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, it's yeah, crazy, it's, man. No, it's fucking wild. I have, uh. Like, my sister, I think she was going for a program, and it just straight up got delayed. Literally, yeah. Like, like, some, like I would love to do something like that, too, and, yep, yeah, there's delayed, man. Like, some of them are just straight shut down. It's it's absolutely wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like, it's... I don't know. I'm, one, I'm really curious if we're ever going to get back to, like, regular life. That's And that's a topic. I was going to ask, how have you been dealing with it? How has it affected your life? It's all right. Like, I... I mean, I was, for for like a couple of years now, I've really turned into like quite a shut-in. I just think like I, kind of habits I picked up from my ex before we broke up. Mm. So I was already kind of used to it, but now just, I don't know. I used to go to a lot of places and just not think, you know, yeah. but now, but now it's like, you have to be thinking of what the fuck's going on all the time. Like, you're just... You can't, like, just look somewhere and, like, not see something that you have to think extra hard about because it's COVID. Man, that's... I think that's very relevant. I have actually a really specific question for you because I know that you like to work out, right? Yeah. How has that affected that uh, part of your life? I mean... For me, like, I always... It always kind of dips, like, right around this really cold time of year. Like, I don't know how I did my one competition like three years ago because it was in the middle of or in the first week of january and i'm now i'm looking back at it like how did i like just maintain it find that like motivation in a sense or yeah, something like because that because every single year since then there's been this giant dip when it starts to get cold and i just i'm sleeping like all of my spare time away oh man so it, yeah. it must just be like some weird uh What's the seasonal, seasonal depression? Seasonal yeah. depression is what they call it, I think, right? But uh, I also I was on like medication at the time, right? Which I think might have like curbed that seasonal thing a little bit. Okay, but ever, but yeah, ever since then, it's just like it gets to this point of the year, and it is like unmanageable. Well, relatable to what I was saying with even like the snowboarding thing, especially with like the pandemic going on right now. I feel like it's really taken a toll on that, like inspiration or motivation for people to want to be healthy for themselves right now too because we're so restricted right so yeah exactly that's that's like that's why i wanted to ask just because i feel like that's like something you know as well has been affected too it's just like you know just 
even extra hard, especially right now when it's hard time of year to go and do that. Yeah, and I mean, for me, there's kind of always a silver lining to things. Like, if I spend more time at home, I the creative juices get flowing a little bit, whereas, like, the gym, especially if I'm really sticking to it, it just takes so much energy that those oh, yeah. juices don't get flowing. Yeah, yeah. So, especially with doing this, like, this is this is exactly what I wanted to wanted it to be where it's just ideas are just snowballing into other ideas and now that's other awesome. things are coming to fruition yeah yeah like i got it you're you're gonna laugh at the the i got something else in the works i'll tell you off eric because i don't want to blow my load no too early, yeah yeah but yeah. Uh, you're gonna laugh your ass off dude that's awesome hell yeah man no i'm super i'm super happy and you know I, all the time like anytime you post about it on your snapchat anything like that i'm always around to support anyone who's trying to do stuff like this for themselves and have like a healthy hobby right and like yeah. do something cool that you can look back on and and just create memories doing this kind of stuff right i think it's really good yeah and the people that have supported me doing this make me realize that like i don't support them nearly enough oh man like i could i could just flick on my laptop if i'm not using it to like one of you guys streaming just to like up the number and i just don't you know man it's it's any time that it it happens it is appreciated it's not necessary at all though right like, oh, I know, it's always one of those things it's not it's not just like obviously like i want to get tatten in here too yeah talk yeah about some of that stuff but oh man uh, anytime yeah anytime i know he'd be down 100 percent. man's the man the myth the legend yeah right yeah crazy guy Illegal he is. irish immigrant so back to the uh COVID. new things that i've picked up during this one of them would be guitar. Uh, I used to play guitar when I was younger. Yeah. I played from... My grandparents got me a guitar when I was seven years old. Do you remember, like, was it notable of name? Um, the guitar brand? Yeah. Like not the, the brand model, Not the brand itself. It was just a junior acoustic guitar. Oh, okay. Just a simple junior acoustic guitar, but man, that guitar was like... It was gold to me at the time, right? Yeah. Um, a little bit more about uh, that. I lived with my grandparents from when I was about 7 to 14. Didn't have the greatest life with, like, my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. They were really, really young when they had me. Right. Um, but, like, I had a really close relationship with both of them throughout my life. Got to see them lots and stuff like that. And then it ended up after, when I was 14, uh, going to live with my mom then my dad, both after I lived with my grandparents. Yeah. But my grandparents supported me really healthy with a lot of those types of habits, and guitar was one of those things. And I played from about that time, 7 to 14, 7 to... I was about 16. I, I played up until I was about 16. So really formative years where you're probably not going to just complete... Like, it's not like somebody that picks it up for six months when they're 20 yep. and then never touches it again and is like, I have no idea what I did in that six months. Yeah, no, Like, for you, it's like, it's in there. It's in... Ingr- oh, yeah, ingrained in my brain, for sure. I've got that, too. I start. I got my first one at, uh, I think, 12 or 13. Yeah. And then probably played until you know 17 18 ish and you know had like did drums before that did some bass and some other stuff like kind of in between those later years hell yeah but it's just i know that feeling because it's like i can still pick one up and just i can feel like stuff moving this the way it's supposed to it's like riding a bike as everyone says right yeah but you but you got like you practice to get really good at riding a bike yeah. and now you're way better at somebody that's taken a year off that didn't practice that hard right a hundred percent man 100 percent but uh so i played and then i ended up stopping playing through high school just because i don't know i feel like everyone goes through like changes in high school and yeah, stuff everybody like becomes that. like a little bit of a degenerate yeah high yeah 100 percent. that was me and i just had my couple of years where i was doing my thing 
And then the, just this last year, I was like, man, my old guitar right now, the neck on it was broken. I was like, I'm going to pick myself up a guitar for Christmas. And yeah. since I picked it up, I haven't not played a day. Like, even before I came Damn, here, I was that's playing. that's good. Yeah. That's fucking good. Yeah. What uh, what did you pick up? Um, I picked up a nice uh, Geo, uh, an Ibanez Geo RG. Fuck super, yeah. super sweet. I actually, I'll show you a picture later. The six here. string? Six string, okay. electric, super, super sweet. Flat black. It's got, like, super, super nice, like, Pearl-esque inlays on it that look like little like upside down mountains on it. It's oh, fucking fuck yeah. sweet, man. Straight axe for sure. Nice. But uh, yeah, no, that's one of the healthy habits that I feel like I picked up where I needed to do something else other than just like play video games, go to work, repeat the cycle type thing. Yeah, and I found that too. But we, uh, I didn't really this this guitar that we have here is kind of garbage. So yeah, I, yeah, I never really like wanted to pick it up, but. We did have like a little uh, 60-something keyboard in the basement. I just picked that up and was like, you know, it's something to do with my hands. Oh, yeah, man. And yeah. then kind of had, and then he, like, this is the weird part. Kind of had a breakthrough where I realized that uh, I'm doing this trauma therapy that's a lot of like tapping and eye movements. Like it's basically you're being hypnotized to process trauma. Okay. It's wizardry. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I realized yeah. playing piano was just like, it gave me that same feeling because when you're in these therapy sessions and they're doing the weird thing on you it kind of feels like your brain is splitting in half i don't it's weird to describe but no that's fair that's fair it's you can feel like a different feeling in each side of your head and i think that's just like uh, processing trauma right but i realized that like playing piano was essentially like moving your hands independently you have the eye movement you're not really focusing on your breathing or anywhere else because it takes so much concentration yeah i was like oh my god it's the same fucking feeling it's It's, fucking crazy man yeah and now i can just like pick that up and like hypnotize myself and now i'm like like this has really like ignited something in me i'm like i need to get my hands on like a good guitar 100 percent, man any type of instrument and that you know it goes for anyone out there really is it's never too late to teach yourself, and if you're really invested into it and you want to learn something cool and new, I think that everyone has the capability of like teaching themselves to a yeah. certain extent for sure. And it, I did it myself. I had lessons for a lot of years, but through that, I always taught myself things. It's always you know that's a beautiful thing about the internet and the day and age we live in is there's so many tutorials out there. Yeah, you can you can learn to do like anything. Anything. For free. Yeah, it's freaking amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. Like I just I've just figured out how to do this, you know, and it's this is beautiful, man. Like this is absolutely sweet, man. It's a pretty simple setup, but it's I like it. Well, man, and that's what that's the thing, right? Like, you don't need anything super crazy. Like, even for myself, like, the, it's just super cool seeing anything like this, how people set up their setups. And, like, like I said, just find those new hobbies and ways to, like, have a nice, like, healthy thing to do, right? Yeah. Just something good to do. And and it that's, a, that's the one thing that's crazy, bringing up another topic. But um, everything in the world costs money, man. Like, any hobby costs money, right? Which is absolutely crazy. It's hard to find a hobby that's free out there. But exercise is Five one of those. Five G's in this room. Yeah. And it's not making me any money. Yeah, <laughs> like... <laughs> no shit, man. No, no, I feel you, dude. Two, three grand on the computer, and it doesn't make me any money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. But it's fun as shit, so that's okay. Right, and that's, and that's the thing. Like, you know, I think it's important to invest in your health, right? And it's invest... important to invest in you enjoying things. Exactly, you know? yeah. And like, you've got to have fun important and and have value to you have fun exactly man 100 percent. and that's yeah that's a great thing that i think that this pandemic has brought to me i guess it's just like brought me 
to a place where I have to find a way to find fun in the time that we're having right now, right? Yeah. Even if, if it's as shitty as it is out, right? So, yeah, that was one of the things, I guess, that brought me to that, and it's been really, really good for me ever ever since then. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you, what uh, what kind of music were you listening to when you first got into into playing guitar? And what oh. kind of music were you listening to when you just recently got into it? This, this is I'm really super awesome I can't question. nerd out about video games. This I can fucking nerd out about. Oh, this is one of the reasons I was excited to have you. Yes, dude. This is great. So i got to show you the record collection when we're done. It's not big, but... Okay, this is a crazy story. So, my my family's very, like, musically inclined. All of my family members have yeah. played instruments. My dad, by trade, for about 10 years of his life, was an audiovisual technician, actually. Fuck Worked yeah. with, like, a bunch of companies here in the city. So, I got... I, I grew up, like, around musical equipment. Yeah. All that ki- type of stuff. And my uncle, Matt, he's my youngest uncle, my, my dad's youngest brother. Yeah. He played guitar, electric guitar, when I was younger. And his favorite band was Megadeth, right? That's a good way to start. Oh, man. So, (laughs) when I was growing up, I, like, idolized my uncle. And he would just be sitting there shredding Megadeth all the time, right? So, that was, like, my first, like, introduction to that. And then my grandpa, he was a very classical rock-type guy. And as early as I can remember, Hotel California on all the time. Those types of nice vibes going all the time. Led Zeppelin, anything like that was always on around me. So, I grew up with, like, just an absolute phenomenal like music around me there's just good guitar players everywhere you fucking look literally yeah yeah jimmy hendrix showed out one of my favorite guitar players of all time that's another one where it really really started and i was just like wow like this this man is crazy the way that he plays the guitar and like yeah so megadeth was really where it started and i that was like my favorite band when i was growing up and still to this day probably one of my favorite bands one of my favorite songs by them hangar 18 I'm sure you've probably oh, heard yeah. of it super freaking good song it's like my favorite song to shred on the guitar i just love the way that it sounds like how it feels to play it you just feel like absolutely badass like a commando when you're holding your guitar yeah i remember learning uh peace cells on oh, bass yeah and that was that was just one of the funnest fucking things to groove to. Yeah, literally, just to jam out, you know, like it yeah. feels so good. But uh, so it started out with Megadeth, and then I got into a bunch of different stuff. Honestly, I really liked punk rock for a really long time. So like I like like Green Day was a big one, cliche, right? Yeah. Um, Three Days Grace. I was really big <laughs> into like the early Blink One Eighty Two though. That was okay. like I just loved that sound. That was one I didn't get into until later. Yeah, it was like, like it was after I started really searching, and then Lincoln Park in the early days too, when they're a little bit more like rock punk yeah. enthused as well. That I loved in the end when they did it live. That was a great, great song that they did live. Yeah, it's um, another one we lost a lot of people this last year in that scene. R.I.P. Yeah, hundred percent, like, man. Like, that's um, whatever the Lincoln Park guy's name is. Yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Fucking but. Uh, Eddie Van Halen just went. Like, yeah, that's fucking insane too. Dio, I think, was the year before. Like, it's yeah. getting weird. Everybody's just we're at that age where like all the classics are just ready to fucking keel off. Come yeah, on. especially after living lifestyles like they've yeah. lived, right? They've they've been going hard for years and years and years and years. Yeah, now yeah. they're just like trying to settle it down. Like that's ever really gonna happen for them? <laughs> yeah, man. Like I love the people that just stay like doing exactly what they're doing. Like, fucking Glenn Danzig is just still, like, painting his house. Like, he's a goth from the fucking 1990s, (laughs) you know? Yeah. 
listen to like Elvis and shit. Like. That's how, you, like, man, that, that that's like truly like what makes those people happy, right? Like, that's yeah. how they find their happiness. That's great. It like makes me happy seeing what other people do to like do that and stuff. It's so cool, man. Yeah, and I remember reading that about Glenn Danzig and just thinking like, oh. I can absolutely just wear skinny jeans like like a fucking emo kid in 2008 until the day I die. 100%, man. Like, nothing's stopping me. <laughs> no, dude, that's just it, right? And there's so many people out there who are going to support that and be like, fuck yeah, dude, do do what you feel like is best and do what makes you happy, right? Yeah, exactly. Think You want to do what, like, is going to just make you laugh. Yep, right? yeah, right? 100%. I, it's just funny to think about me pitter-pattering around when I'm 80 still listening to, like, Lady Gaga's first album and shit. <laughs> Oh, that's gonna be great, dude. Right, our, man. Our, the future is gonna be crazy. Like that, that part of the whole, the whole future is gonna be crazy. Our generations growing up right now, all the things that we're experiencing. That's a whole egg. I have no idea what it's gonna be like. It's fucking scary to think about. It's scary to think about how much can change, but it's like really scary to think about how much it might just stay exactly the same. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like true. I'm totally down with fucking, you know, technology advancing the way it has been and all that, but. My fear is that just people are going to stay the same and that we're just going to continue to just be like a really shitty species. <laughs> I, oh, I cross my fucking fingers, dude. Well, it takes every person that uh, acts in the direction of the betterment of mankind is, is, is great. It takes all of us, right? Yeah. At, one, at one collective effort. But back to what we were saying, what did you get into when you bought your guitar recently? So, recently I've been listening to Polyphia and... That shit's so mind-bending oh so man good. insane and then dance gavin dance as well which is a little bit more oh, yeah. screamo but it's like their guitarist is freaking insane yeah like, i've heard a little bit of their stuff they're so crazy man it's like i don't know it just that's what really inspired me to actually get back into playing as i saw polyphia playing and i was like i was just flabbergasted like taken back like i couldn't believe what i was seeing with my eyes i was like this is in my eyes, it was as good as some of the greats have been. Some people might not agree with me, but that was how I felt about it. I was like, man, I've n- I have not seen someone play the guitar like this for a long time. Yeah, and it's it's really cool when something different like that comes up. Like, I remember I just heard like people on YouTube talking about it. Yep. And thinking like, oh, these, you know, I just a lot of the time it's like, you know, you just hear like a metal guy on YouTube or something talking about something, and you're like, yeah, okay, another metal band, I get it. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. then it, but then uh, Tristan just was like, "Have you heard of these guys? Like, they're like, because we were talking about playing guitar and everything." Yeah, and he brought them up, and I'm like, "No, like, what are they?" And he just was like, "You have to listen." And yeah. I was like, "It's so refreshing to hear something this entertaining." For, first off, no vocals. Yeah. Second off, mostly clean tones on oh, the yeah. guitar. Yeah. Like it's just it's nice. It is. And then man. on top of that, they're so stupid skilled at writing. Oh man, that's what I was gonna say. And like you know, like going back to the to the metal thing, it's like that was like the thing for like a lot of years. It was just like classic shredding, right? Like shredding yeah. your pentatonic, shredding your scales, going crazy with solos, seeing how fast you could tremolo pick or like yeah. do like crazy deep deep line stuff like that finding hard riffs playing them faster fast exactly yeah yep yep and then what they did was like they as far as i know they electronically produce their music then learn how to play it on guitar after which is like mind-blowing and it's it's a really creative way to write it is man and i feel like that's what they they didn't let their genre or anything like that um 
They're all metal background, aren't they? They are, yeah. They are definitely. But they didn't let it define them and like keep them in a specific spot. They wanted to take it as far as they could in their own minds and their own sound. That's what I loved about them. So that was who really inspired me recently to get back into playing guitar and like Tim Henson, the lead guitarist, and then uh, their drummer. I can't remember his name off the, the top of my head right now but both of them are just phenomenal right i mean i think like i feel like nobody talks about that like obviously the fucking guitar is insane yeah and all those polyphia songs but like the bass and the drums are just intense their bassist is freaking crazy like absolutely of equal skill yeah well and that's like that shit 100 like that's part of what makes them so good too is they're all together at that good right like their drummer I was talking to uh, my uncle about it actually because like we had a chat and a discussion when I started playing again. I told him I was like, "Hey, I started playing again" because he's been playing for about twenty two years now. Yeah, and he's like, "Awesome! Like that's freaking great." And I was like, "He's like, who?" He asked me the same thing. He's like, "Who? Who have you been listening to? Or like, what are you playing? Or like, what made you want to play again?" And I told him, and yeah, man, it, it was it, it's it's absolutely crazy, dude. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, how they do that and how their drummer i think what he does great is he keeps them all together like his timing his internal yeah. timing is so freaking good and it keeps everything else keeps the the bassist and the guitarist that constant metronome almost right because yeah. that's what they use to keep their rhythm to keep make sure they're on time with all their stuff so their drummer is such a crucial part of their team right yeah exactly it guarantees you switch out any other drummer that wouldn't be the same as it is with that with their the chemistry that they have with their drummer right now for sure but yeah that was one of the people then dance gavin dance my buddy josh he showed me them they're phenomenal like i said uh they have like like i said a little bit more of like a screamo aspect to them yeah it's a little bit of an older sound it is yeah but they do a really really good job at taking it to like crazy different levels again but in that genre they use like really really high low octave uh differences and it makes just like a super freaking cool sound so that was like another one that really inspired me to play again i haven't learned any of their songs though yeah um i know a lot of them are like in drop b tuning or like really weird tunings and like so i just haven't played around with it too much but I've gotten two two Polyphia songs kind of down for the most part or the starts of them and I'm just like working on my technique and stuff like that now and that's that's like the focus for, for guitar. Nice. Some other ones though, A C D C classic, you can't go wrong with some good old A C D C. Um yeah. Black Sabbath, that was another one of my I really enjoyed them. Metallica, classic. I need to learn one by Metallica. That's one of my favorite songs, too. Yeah. Um, I remember Master of Puppets back in the day. It was oh. my uh, just try and play it as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's so good. Than the track. Yeah. Like, look up fucking like live performances where they're playing at like a few beats per minute faster and keep up, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Do be able to do like little extra fills and licks because you know how like you know where and when to do those kinds of things or how to fill it because you're a little bit faster even you know it's funny i never a lot of my like learning to play guitar was just i would it was a lot like the way i learned to play piano where i was like i don't know how to play like 
the piano. Yeah. But I know like three songs. Exactly. Pretty well. Yeah. If you ask me to learn another one, it's going to be like a beginner. Like I didn't learn music theory on piano. I didn't start off with scales. You know, I've looked up some chords just to try and figure stuff out. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, it's all just knowledge transferring over from playing guitar for so long and kind of knowing how to like find like a fifth or a third or a seventh tonal differences that type of thing for sure just having an ear for it i think is the skill that's kind of kept with me the most but i learned a lot of music theory when i started playing bass i don't know i don't know why but that's where i was like i should actually like look up some scales bass clef is another one that's like it if you know theory about it behind it's really really good but bringing that up i think that that's like one of the misconceptions i don't think anyone needs to really teach themselves theory just play what sounds good and you'll be able to tell what sounds good with your ears right? yeah like, especially if you just want to have like fun in your bedroom by yourself yeah, which is man. probably the best aspect of playing a lot of these instruments yeah is like you don't need to learn that stuff literally if you want to get into writing that's probably more important right but yeah without if you're not writing your own stuff for projects like you can kind of get away without it and that's the thing right like my for myself i'm no like wizard or anything i can't like identify what note i'm playing on what fret i can for the most part but yeah i took two years of guitar in high school so they kind of like drilled some of that into us yeah yeah but at the same time i also went into that class with like you know four years under my belt right so i kind of could just fake my way through all the (laughs) actual playing and then just not really do so well in the theory and my teacher would be like oh whatever yeah exactly yeah no i i took one one year guitar in high school too and i just i crushed it but i was just like yeah i am too past this right now like we're just doing simple stuff and they're just doing like one finger chords and stuff in grade nine i was just like yeah i'm not i'm not about it yeah yeah no i remember my first guitar was uh like a christmas present from my dad this oh this fucking asshole he, uh, so we, he lives in another province, so we would go there, like, Christmas break sort of thing. Me okay. And my sister. Yeah. But, uh, we get there, and, because my birthday is, like, a month before Christmas, so he's like, well, now that you're here, like, you know, ten days before Christmas or whatever, I've got, like, your birthday gift. I'm like, oh, oh wait, okay. it's, like, a fucking guitar case. And I'm Ooh. like, no fucking way, and I crack it open, there's nothing in there. And he's like, you're partway there, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was just, and I was just like, so like stressed out. I was like, I don't even know how much these are. Like, yeah. I have no idea. Like, I was just such a defenseless little like, had no knowledge of the outer world kid that I was just like, dude, what do I? I gotta go to a store. I gotta get. I gotta see how much this is. I gotta do math. And I gotta figure out how to get the, the money for. I was like, I had no idea. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna have this guitar case for years. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then Christmas morning, there's a fucking. Guitar? guitar under the tree yeah, was, no way like uh what's it uh it was an epiphone les paul i can't it's not junior but it's one of those other weird designations where it's not quite as nice as the real deals but it had like good you know dual coil whatever dual pickups. coil humbuckers probably yeah. yeah that's sweet and it i mean it was pretty nice like i never put it through an amp where it didn't chug but uh unfortunately it got fucking like stolen oh no I, way uh, yeah i was in a group home and some guys from another group home just like walked in and took like a bunch of other guys like speakers and subs for his car and shit and then they just grabbed my guitar on the way out and i never saw it again that's whack which if i ever were to see it (laughs) there is i literally 
had a, I got a really bad report card in high school once. Yeah. I folded it up and I put it in the back where all the switches are. <laughs> I took the panel off and put it under there. So if I ever find it, you'll know. I can crack it open and be like, my name's on a fucking report card in the back. Yeah, that that is proof of ownership if I've ever heard of it before. Yeah, yeah. but after that, yeah, I got a bass, and then uh, years later, kind of got another guitar, and just uh, my fucking my ex was just the worst about it, and so so were the other people that we lived with. Like I couldn't just sit there for three hours in like you know a room by myself and just drill right without somebody coming in and be like oh, so so i'm like i'm just getting started can yeah, you like, like give me a few hours and it might sound nice yeah but, yeah you know i need to like i'm trying practice. to just practice here exactly. this is not for your enjoyment right no and and that was that's definitely something relevant i feel like i live with my girlfriend <clears throat> i live with my girlfriend and I like working late shifts. I come home at one thirty in the morning. I don't want to sit there and shred, right? Yeah. So I have to be really quiet about it. But yeah, no, it's really tough when you don't get that access to being able to do that, or you have those restrictions, and it really sucks. And it can even damage you after you don't have those restrictions too. It can make you like yeah. not want to do it as much, right? And that, yeah, that's exactly where I am. That I'm like for years, I just didn't want to do it, and yep. now, and now I'm like, man, I I really miss doing it. See, and, and you and I have that exact same similar thing. It's just, I had a girlfriend as well who didn't really, you know, she wasn't, she didn't really care that I played guitar, didn't, it wasn't really appealing to her, didn't, you know, so I just stopped playing, and I was very, very infatuated with you this know what that's woman. that's called? It's called codependence. Yeah, you yeah. looked at. Oh, man, it's, you it just, was. You see other people, like, you know, especially that you're in relationships with that they just like don't like a thing you're like i'll just give it up that's okay yeah everything for you yeah no and and oh i was super codependent in that relationship but after the years just looking at it then that one day hit and i was like man i have to do it right so it it comes back to you i feel like through those those processes bringing up bass though yeah how uh how long did you play bass for how many years for um i played it i kind of got it i rented one because i wanted to do it in jazz band in okay. i think the ninth grade yep and i kind of did i didn't really do that well at it but i did it for you know about a like a little less than a school year okay sort of thing and i think i ended up dropping jazz band at the end of it because it was just an extra curricular thing yeah but um the fuck was your question <laughs> how long um, how long do you play bass for uh, but then, yeah, after my guitar got stolen, I got one. I think I did it for like two or three years. Hell yeah. Man. After that and got pretty into it. Um, really like I wasn't any good. Like I really wasn't, I really liked old school, like blues and rock based stuff. Hell like, yeah. Man. I, like I was a giant Molly Crew fan nice, when I was like, yeah. really young. So of course I learned, like went through their entire catalog of good albums. That's another one that I do Nikki enjoy. Six can't play the bass anyways, so it's fucking easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just a lot of like not really like learning bass, but not learning bass that's written by somebody who's especially skilled at it. That's and I, I man, I love the bass. I'm, I'm, I'm I unfortunately never like took it up at all so it's that's fun. like but yeah man i've always seen that it's super fun i don't know if you ever heard of davy 504 before yeah. he's <laughs> <laughs> omg omg epico <laughs> i love it so hilarious so funny man yeah. absolutely like, you know and ab- yeah he's a genius yeah he's genius. such a genius for that shit yeah so skilled at playing the bass too like and, man it's yeah. genius dude for sure and not not even just that but like the coming up with this like 
fucking persona. Yeah. You know, and just yep. putting it on YouTube. And so just, good. Dude. So much of it just makes no sense. Yeah. But it's just hilarious. So funny. Does, like, uh, he's so good. Yeah, no, I, 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 I that's, I, I, I when He's, you said bass, I just thought of Davey, I was just like, that man is awesome, dude, for sure. Yeah, um, I don't know, like, there's, now that I kind of know it, like, there's some bass players that I really look up to, like, at, when I first got into it, it was a lot of Iron Maiden, too, that's, that was the first, like, really hard stuff I started learning. Yeah, they have some pretty challenging lines, if yeah, I'm correct, yeah. and I mean, the guy from it has been, like, one of the band members, I think, that's just stayed no matter what. Damn, so he's but, been, like, persistent through the years. Yeah, but he, I mean, he came out of the gates from, like, doing power metal shit. Just so fucking skilled. And just continued that on through the years. And Yeah, he was some of the good stuff that I learned. But I've kept up with bass players after that. Like, there's a local guy. Shout out to V-Band. Oh, uh, yeah. That he does, like, a lot of, like... I think he calls it, like, Neo Soul and, like, funk stuff. Hell yeah, Neo but, Soul is cool stuff. I like that stuff. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's, it's such good, like, just chill vibe music. Yeah, man. But 100%. at the same time, if you know music, you can, like, hear that he's insanely good at doing it. That's sweet, man. Local, you said, too? Yeah. That's super cool, man. He I might, love that stuff. I think he's local. I think he's local. He was in between here and Vancouver. For oh, minute, okay, but. yeah, that's, that's local to Canada at least, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, definitely Western Canada. But that's uh, cool, man. Yeah, there's there, man. There's a lot of local guys doing good things here. Hundred percent. Did you yeah. ever get into that local stuff, like when you were a kid? More so in the rap. I did a lot oh, of like okay. the rap side of the stuff. Shout out to a guy from Saskatoon's name uh, by the name of Dak One. He was a rapper here. No, Made some that. amazing music back in the day. Doesn't really do much rap anymore, if I'm correct. He's actually doing like a lot of indigenous uh, rights activi- oh, activism. Yeah. Super, super awesome. He's out in Vancouver now. Like I said, shout out to that guy. Local from here, Saskatoon. My buddy Scott knew him, put me on to him here. And that was like one of the people that I did. Like a couple of the, the rap groups from here, though, I do definitely follow. And then... From like a little bit closer, Mercules is another really big one from yeah, the early kinda, days. He kind of took off and moved out of here, didn't he? Kind of, yeah. I think he's in L.A. now, but I yeah, think good he's choice. Hometown, I mean, maybe not anymore. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> at man, the that... time, two years ago or three years ago, whenever yeah, that happened, yeah, that is a whole another topic to talk about. There's so many oh, people moving it. out of L.A. now to places like Florida and Texas, right? Because there are still new bills coming in in Florida or in California, and that just make it a crazy expensive to live. Yeah, apparently. no, my my favorite podcast is about to move their entire studio to Texas. In like a few months here, and I'm just like, I want to. I'm excited to see what that looks like. Is that Joe Rogan? No, they he already did it. I think didn't. Yeah, he? I think he did. Yeah, you're right. No, um, your mom's house. Oh yeah, yeah. They're about, and I think they just said they're actually gonna like tape, like pay to get all their fucking staff out there because they have such a massive setup. It's like five or four people in studio. Wow. Just behind, yeah. like, just in the tech room, you know. Yeah. Making sure this goes well, and probably double that for the live shows they've been doing. Well, yeah, that's like, you know, and that, oh man, that's so freaking cool how they do that. I think it's really unique what goes into some of that stuff too, you know, just the the efforts behind what some of these people have created, man. It's super freaking cool how they can provide for lots of other people and stuff like that as well through it, which is crazy, man. Yeah, right. And it's, especially doing this, it's a big inspiration because now I'm like, oh, I got to, like, I look around at the people that are really successful of it or at it and they... They do a lot of different stuff. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Got to broaden our horizons up here a little bit. Yep, 
Well, bringing up Joe Rogan, that's a great, great example. You know, he does so many other things. Does uh, announcements or like commentating the for the shit, UFC. Yeah. That's so freaking cool, man. Yeah, he's one of those people that just has like a lot of hobbies, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, just has like a bunch of stuff that he does. Like knows Elon Musk, man. Like imagine just knowing Elon Musk. It's gotta be crazy, that guy's man. Personal phone number. <laughs> like, hey, can you crash this stock for him now? Yeah. <laughs> Bringing that up, that's like you know. That shit's so funny. Oh man, it's so crazy. And like the reaches that the internet has had, like PewDiePie is a great like milestone, a great pinnacle in my eyes for like an online person. He did lots of like gaming and stuff, but over the years he just became one of those like personality. Personalities figures that just yeah. like promoted like I want to say like free speech or anything like that, but he just made videos that he thought were funny and everyone else thought they were funny too. And, and he did really well at it. People decided a couple of them weren't very funny (laughs) yeah yep that's a whole crazy story and that's what happens you gotta like i mean if especially because he's one of those guys that makes like a lot of content yeah yeah yeah. like if if you're just like throwing paper at the wall like every now and then something's not gonna stick exactly yeah something's gonna slip for sure a hundred percent and i and we're all human, right? And like I don't know all... if you listened to the last one of these that I did, but that one sucked. <laughs> it was a mess. Man, it honestly, it happens, dude. It's not going to be perfect every time, but you just, you roll with those punches, right? You just roll yeah. with the punches as it comes. Yeah, And exactly. I feel like that's one thing that crazy is like human beings, like our adaptability is absolutely wild, right? Like us as humans, I feel like we're very adaptable creatures to our situations that we have, differences in, in life and changes that we go through. You just have to adapt to it and, and, like I said, roll with those punches. And I think, yeah, you definitely, it's, as any type of online figure, right, like you go through those things. I think that's like a big relevant thing right now too in our world is like the cancel culture of things, right? Like that wasn't, like five, ten years ago, that wasn't like a thing. You know what I, I mean? I don't think a lot of it exists. I, I think there's the Me Too movement, which is going after like real fucking monsters. Yeah. And yeah. then there's just like people talking online. Yeah. You know, and it's... A lot of it, like, you know, there's so many just, like, corners of the web where you can just kind of do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. It's so deep. It's so deep now, especially now. And, yeah. like, cancel culture is never going to find that shit, you know? No. If cancel culture had gotten a hold of your mom's house, like, fucking three years ago, <laughs> like, that's the best part about doing your own thing is you can kind of just keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You don't If you don't have any bosses, like, I know a lot of those podcast guys have been like i don't know did you see what happened to um what's his name brian callahan cal callan brian gallon yeah he did uh or no i don't know if i'm talking about the right one but there are these two guys that did this podcast called the fighter and the kid and one of them had like some like allegations of uh you know, some just sexual misconduct or something with okay. somebody that he worked with. Yeah. I don't remember the full story, but it, uh, his podcast that he did with this other guy was owned by another company. So that other company was like, you're obviously gone. Right. Like, this is bad PR. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he owned it, he could have just kept doing it because it was just like an allegation that, you know, came out in a newspaper. There was nothing legal. He could have just kept doing it. Yep. Yep. If he didn't have a boss. Oh man, I think that that's like, that's a whole other topic that I even was talking with my lady about that. We have lots of uh, frequent discussions about things like those and because she's dealt with things like that before and she... most I mean, most women have and it sucks to say, but it's like... 
it's really can, fucked up. It's it's scary how you can just kind of a, like you meet somebody and you can assume they probably have a few bad stories. Oh yeah, hundred like percent. And like, but uh, you know, I think that it's, I think that it's, uh, a power. I don't want to say a power, but like a power that women have, right? In that sense of, con- uh, in that form of consent, right? Where. Yeah. In that sense, you there's so there's been so many allegations even recently. Some true, some not true, and it's just you know it's so it's sad to see people go at each other's throats like that with serious allegations because lots of people, like you said, out there have experienced something like that, and it's really hard for them to have that taken away from them, I guess, in a sense. So yeah, it's definitely interesting to see that though, and thankfully in some corners that like cancel culture doesn't reach it like that but in other corners it just absolutely fucking smashes it right like it just destroys it so yeah and i mean especially when it's sexual assault allegations like people probably deserve that and i'm sure cancel culture has led to and the me too movement has led to like more charges being laid against people that do shit like that i definitely think so too probably but But at what expense though i mean it's definitely not the total justice reform that i think a lot of places need yeah no i agree it's it's definitely snowballing in that in that uh direction it's bringing it definitely more and more to light in like a a public setting and i feel like more and more people are becoming comfortable talking about things like that and opening up which is great that's what people like you know people need to be able to open up about that stuff even if it's not to everybody to the right people that that can help them out and stuff like that so but yeah that's that's crazy man you know that's it's a weird world it is a a weird weird world oh man so that's like another topic i guess as the the pandemic was hitting i know even a little bit before that dealing lots with censorship right with anything that deals with like uh, uh, YouTube and stuff like that. I know they've been going through a lot of of uh, terms terms of service changes, yeah. things along those lines and stuff like that. And that's been just like a wild, wild ride. Like I said, like ten years ago, the internet was such a different place. YouTube was such a different uh, different place. I'm sure, you're gonna remember this one, Ray William Johnson. Oh yeah. Oh man, equals three was one of my favorites. Yeah, I had a bunch of friends that wouldn't stop talking about him back in the day. Literally, so funny, man. Super, super funny. All he did like meme review, like kind of like PewDiePie did, like way back in the day, just like people doing funny fails is what it was. I'm pretty sure back yeah, in the day. That was yeah. I never really got into him or PewDiePie. Like I wasn't. But they super like up in that shit back in the day. I was just kind of like heard other people talk about it they lately. said some like really questionable shit sometimes sure right like 100 percent, right so and it's crazy now seeing how like youtube has gone back on people's videos from years and years ago and, and taken them down or flagged them for those specific things whether it's like a an automatic algorithm doing that or a personal person that like reviews content i don't think it would be a personal person that reviews content maybe it is but probably not i mean they're not gonna get like the you know, if they say some colorful words, like, it's probably going to affect them. I don't think they're going to get, like, the Trump tweetment where you, yeah. you literally can't use any of these social media sites. Oh, man, that's Not crazy. As, yeah, you try to ban TikTok and TikTok bans you. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok had the Uno reverse card in its, yeah. in its back pocket, man, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Damn. That, was, that was so funny. Don't mess around, dude. Or, like, how... Uh, I think Alex Jones even still just all he can do is post on his own fucking website where he has to host everything and yeah. he has to own the servers himself and that's it's crazy. Just wild. Man. Yeah, that is crazy. Which I mean, they've said some egregious shit. They really have. Yeah, 
Alex Jones, man. Good old InfoWars. I know. It's so... It's so funny. Yeah. They've... Man, they It's talk, nonsense, but it's funny. They they talk about nonsense. They talk about everything from nonsense to completely relevant things on there, honestly. I've heard him talk about some, like, com, like some really relevant stuff before, but I've also heard him just go off about some absolutely crazy things. Yeah. yeah. I think he's uh he's definitely a character too at heart oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, he's got he's got to play that up a little bit. He got you. I don't think he's screaming at his kids like that about frogs being gay. You know, <laughs> no. I think, I think he's just a decent parent like most other parents are. Yeah, yeah just doing what he's got to do to get by, man. Yeah. But all the censorship that's been happening and it's been crazy throughout the pandemic. We've we've seen it based on information on the pandemic and things surrounding and i remember right when the pandemic started on youtube you couldn't even say COVID 19 right yeah like still or else, might not be able to still might not be able to i think we said it twice at the beginning of this <laughs> I, I think you can still say it now as long as you're not like going into like any crazy like oh this is what you should do yeah. or anything like that it's uh like or like news articles or if you're reporting on like news articles and stuff like that. I think if it's just brought up in conversation, it's not a not a huge thing now. But yeah. that type of level of, of what they were doing, I remember I follow a couple uh, YouTubers who do like, not like, I don't want to say like reporting, kind of like reporting. Like they, some of them are like gamer blog type people that read up on like tech stuff and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then they're also all up to date with this kind of stuff. But we're experiencing that and i think that that was just another crazy thing that we've experienced through all this right it's just like at least i've seen it way more now maybe it's because i'm also getting older and i actually can like realize and like look into those kind of things and and figure it out a bit more than when i was younger but i just have seen it definitely a lot more now yeah and in, in, than in the past years yeah that makes i mean once you start getting into like kind of making because you stream right uh, I personally don't stream. I uh, I help both uh, Tatten and Kirk stream for the okay. most part. Like I don't like help them, but I'm always there with them. I do help Tatten. I I made like a couple of his emotes for his chat and stuff like that and nice. whatnot. Why don't you do it yourself then? Um, the reason that I don't do it myself is like I said, like I like supporting other people. Like that's like where I found my role and like where I was happy doing it. Like I don't. Yeah. You know, like, if it was ever something that, like, people, like, really, really wanted to, I guess I might start doing it, but it's not something that I find, like, pure enjoyment out of, right? Like, I like, my enjoyment is, I, I would love to do YouTube. Me and my lady, that's one of our dreams, is doing YouTube, right? Anything in particular, or just? Just kind of, I, for me, it's, like, really a toss-up. Like, I'm, like, I'm just waiting till when I feel like the right time is, right? When I feel like I'm ready to do it, or when I feel like there's... You gotta start before you're ready, man. Oh, you that's just it, dude. I could sit there and wait forever. But, um, it's really dependent. I, like, I might want to do something, like, based on cooking. I was a cook for a couple years. And oh, I'd that'd really... be funny. That'd be fun as shit. Yeah, man, like some Gordon Ramsay type shit, right? I think it's, like, oh, man. I love seeing, like, cool videos of people making food and, like, just like a good smoked brisket even uh sean and kevin like all their pictures that they yeah. have of their meat man i've tried a couple me, of those oh, now they're you fucking lucky great. man you lucky man you oh so good though right yeah and i think that that would be a cool thing to do and and i think it would be really inspiring to people too to like tell my story about how like no one likes to fucking cook like i mean some people out there do but like it's one of those things that daily all of us have to do or 
we either go out and get food and i think it's really important to feed yourself healthy too right and so like cooking for yourself is a great way to do that and it's yeah. hard to do that in this day and age where we have access to so many things that are so much easier than like sit in front of an oven for an hour yeah, yeah. literally yeah and then it takes all the prep work and and dishes and stuff like that it, it's it's a lot of work to do to cook food man it really really is i think um, you'd be good at that though yeah you should especially like i don't like i don't know what would you uh be more like in like kitchen stuff or grill stuff like just kind of anything all around just like showing how i cook because i have yeah. a very unique way of cooking I use a lot of like basic ingredients to enhance basic things. Like I make an instant ramen noodle bowl that has like a bunch of fresh vegetables in it. Nice. I make a bit of an extra sauce on the side. Sometimes I do like a, a soy sauce Wooster concoction that I make, and then I put a little bit of other things. I use a lot of mayo in my cooking. I think that mayo really enhances so good. <laughs> it enhances so says. much freaking things that you put. Best thing. If you're grilling some, or if you're putting some, if you're baking some chicken breasts, put a good dopple of mayo on each of your chicken breasts and make them super, super moist. Add just a bit of that extra flavor in there. Super, nice. super tasty. I think, that's, be, I think if you started doing this, you'd be good at it. Plus, oh. see, plus then you have a commitment to do it regularly too. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, and even for the boys, like uh, for Kirk, I make French press coffee all the time, right? And every morning I get up. Good. So, so good, man. Uh, I'll, I'll French press my coffee and I just like having fun with it. I'll do like a no hands pour. So I'll grab both the, sh uh, the coffee and the cream and I'll pour them both at the same time, like swirl them around, like be crazy with it. And I like just having fun with it, right? Like cooking is yeah. about having fun and feeding yourself something that you want to eat. And that's where I just took it to a, a different level is not everyone would like the way that I eat. I love red onions. Some people absolutely hate red onions. Um, and I put red onions like everything that I cook because yeah. I think that it's a great way of adding a good high antioxidant uh, food into your diet as well as it, it's a purple food too. Red onions are purple. Anything that's purple is good. Beets are good for you too. But yeah, that was like, that's another thing. Uh like, I was very thankful that I had my like, grandparents there to show me, like, these are, like... They got you started on that? Yeah, this, yeah. Like, this is what's healthy. I had, like, the salad kick when I was, like, 12. I just, like, <laughs> make salad every day when I got home. I just, like, go into the fridge, like, handful of lettuce, handful of tomatoes. Yeah, just go off with it. I never went through that kick, but when I first started lifting, it just... You see, you hear so many, like, little tidbits of information that you don't realize, like there's more to it than that it is man and I, and I, somebody was just like you know some strong man i looked up to or something was like oh you should just eat raw spinach and i just i would yep. like every day just from the bag just shove as much of it Dude, down as i could stomach i'm not even gonna lie to like spinach and like a couple of those things like snap peas fucking insane dude so I, good for you i can't stand spinach anymore because <laughs> of that I we we blend it into our smoothies all the time. That's like another big thing that I do. Uh, oh, okay. Smoothies. I'd love to share to the world my smoothie recipes. They're just like I tried to replicate what Booster Juice does so yeah. hard, but by myself. And I've found some pretty close ones. Using like Minute Maid juice puree is a really good way to like get that extra bit of tang in there. But yeah, we always use like spinach in our smoothies, and you wouldn't even notice it a lot of the time. A lot of the time, it's just in there and it just you don't even taste it right so, yeah it's no, one of those things sense. plus then i mean if you're doing that for youtube you kind of get two videos out of one activity because then you can just sit down and like film a mukbang eating it. <laughs> man oh <laughs> dude that's that's my lady 
You're giving me the inspiration right now to do that. I think that's what me and my lady's first video will be. She wants to do that so, so bad. Like, even when I told her today, because, like, I, I wanted to tell her, but I didn't want to tell her because I knew she'd be like, what, you're going to do a podcast? <laughs> yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask to, uh, if you had extra space to have her on, but I was just like, no. Nah, I just do not, me. Yeah, no. unfortunately. No, no. One it's day I good. hope to, but... Hey, man, anytime. I'm always willing to come back in the future 100%. I have oh, a yeah. great time right now, dude. This is, this is absolutely fun. awesome. This is fun because this is also like, I don't... A lot of the time, like, especially if you're, you know, you're a working adult like we are... Like, you're in a lot of groups of, like, three, four, five, six people, especially, yep. like, living situations like this. Yep. Like, the thing I think I like most about this is just getting to sit down one-on-one with somebody. Yeah, Because I don't, like, and even just, like, going out to see people, like, their boyfriend's there and their roommate's there and this is there and their little sister's there and I'm just, and I'm just, like, I mean, you're all fine, but, like, I'd really like to just sit down with each one of you. Yeah, the one-on-one is, it's something different, man. It's, it's like, nice. And thinking about this now in the future, I'm going to look back on this, and this is going to be a memory that we get to share together, which is super cool. I think that that's, like, super important for me. That's why I was, like, I jumped on it when you said, like, are you willing to do an episode? I'm like, hell yeah, man. Like, anytime. Like, I told you, dude, freaking, I think that it's really important to support anybody in those healthy habits that they're doing, and I think it's really fun to get into doing that kind of stuff. Like I said, you're inspiring me right now to go do that kind of stuff and good I think man that if you want any help man let me know hell yeah buddy i will definitely uh i'll definitely give you a shout that's for sure that is for sure i can't wait to see it definitely uh send it to amanda at work she watches mukbangs all day <laughs> that would be it. awesome man for but, sure uh, yeah it's it's just like fun just having something to do at the end of the day because like that fucking this whole uh like pandy situation yeah the quar it just it just took away so many things to do like so many open activities and stuff like that right yeah and i mean not just that it kind of took those away but it also like this is just a everybody that's experiencing this together it's just kind of trauma bonding yeah you know what i mean <laughs> Like that's a great way to put it. Everybody, man. everybody, mental health wise is kind of a, just a, a slight tick down. Oh, it makes 100%. you not even want to do the activities that like you used to do. Yep. To you know, and some of it's a little di- bit different for everybody. Like, fucking, what's your mental health been like in all of this? Oh man, is it definitely down? That's for, that's for sure. I think everyone, like you said, everyone is dealing with it, whether they show it on the exterior or not. Right? Like, yeah. It has changed everything about our lives, man. That's like that's like an earthquake to a human being. Like, yeah. initially, a lot of us, it's hard to embrace change. It's easy to be comfortable and, and, as some people say, to sit in the rut, right? Yeah. But I think that change is also important to go through and to experience. And like you said, trauma bonding is a great way to, to describe it. I think that it's something like, in our lifetimes that we're always going to remember that we're always going to relate back to be like i went through this crazy fucking pandemic yeah this is going to be one of those things we tell our kids about oh yeah even if those kids are born like i'm thinking like i'm thinking of antonio's kids age we're gonna have to we're gonna have to be like yeah you were just you know playing with lego and like (laughs) i had no idea fighting with with your sister and we were all like oh god we might die yeah and they'll be like i had no idea and be like oh maybe you are good at keeping shit together yeah no it's uh (laughs) oh man that's and so yeah i think it's uh 
it's definitely been down, but picking up those new things and doing stuff like this, like, I'm really, really thankful to be able to do stuff like this still and, like, despite what's going on, get out and still do something and not, like, just let it keep me inside because, like, everybody wants to do that or it has that kind of, like, tendency or feels that kind of way to, like, oh, man, I don't want to do anything right now. Like, I don't want to get out and go, but... Yeah, I mean, I... I think the the message that governments have been putting out about keeping your circles small is like a really good message, but you kind of, one thing that's really helped me, especially do this, because like, I, you know, to a certain extent, I don't really want to be bringing like strangers into my house, mm-hmm. you know, that's just more risk than yep. I really need, but 100%. at the same time, like, I, you know, I want to do this, I don't have the fucking technology yet to do it over Zoom. Oh, 100%. Remote, but 100%, man. I'm, I'm really lucky that I don't just have small circles, but I have very specific circles. Like, I got my two roommates, my people at the gym, yep. people at work. And they're all, like, pretty decent freaking people. 100%, you know I mean? man. Yeah, like I the agree. The vast majority of them I would want to do something like this with. Yeah, no, and, that, and I, I think that that's definitely... You do have access to, like, so many cool people that you can ask to come on here who are already, like you said, part of those kind of, like, inner circles that you deal with all the time yeah, already, Yeah, like, we're already right? kind of exposed to each other to a certain extent. Oh, well, so. yeah, we work together, so it's, it's whether we, whether we work directly together, indirectly together, we're in the same spaces together, too, so. Yeah. I know other people out there who are doing a, a hell of a lot worse with it, and I feel like we all take our precautions. Like I said, I even brought my mask, always got my mask on me anywhere yeah. I go right now, just to be on like that safe side i guess and whatnot but i mean if you go anywhere other than your house you kind of need it anyways exactly yeah like i remember right when this fucking right when we had that first snowstorm like a month ago yeah that kind of closed the city down i uh i think i needed to like pull out money for weed or something but Mm -hmm. i I didn't want to drive so i walked all the way to like the (laughs) you chad the so just to like go to an atm and i just i i like i walked in like i totally forgot my mask and there was like two feet of snow outside and he was just like hey buddy and i'm like oh no <laughs> fucking i ran out i had to walk the three blocks back no. in the snowstorm grab one out of my car and then Oof, make the walk one more time oh that's brutal man see that's like me though like it just, sometimes it just goes by your head like you don't even forget it right or you don't even remember it so yeah, I totally understand that, man. It I can't sucks. Wait. I can't wait to not have to remember it. Oh, that'll dude. Be, that'll be a nice time if that time ever comes. Yeah, going back to that, I hope, I hope, I cross my fingers, man, that this is not the new normal, dude. Like, you know, this is like going back to the mental health thing. Like, it's had a toll on everyone. I think that the sooner we can get back to progressing the way we were before, the better, because that's what a lot of us are used to and i think the change has been good in a sense to show us what we can do better in the future if this happens yeah but i think to change everything about our life because of this is is not the right play or some or something like that or at least that's not the way that i've lived my life i've tried to improve it if anything because of all the stuff that's happened right so yeah but you can't just like get rid of everything like yeah like i wonder when this is all over if the death rate's going to be any different between like you know how many people we saved with lockdowns and all that stuff to i mean how many people that just off themselves because it's a miserable existence oh man yeah 100 percent. on like that goes into like addiction was a huge one right like uh 
close family friends that I, I deal with deal with some heavy addiction problems, and that's been super, super hard right now. Um, even even with homeless people in this time, like homeless shelters have been having a serious, serious issue with trying to provide a safe place for people to be in yeah. this pandemic. Right? And I mean, those numbers were going up pre-pandemic. Exactly. And, and when still the, going up. When the pandemic hit, it just made it worse, right? So it's definitely, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a tricky one, man. Like, yeah, it's going to be hard to see what happens in the future it's kind of been all over the place unpredictable in, in, in the way i guess that i would put it yeah and no it's it's been wild like have you done anything like uh mental health wise to like kind of keep up like other than just good good habits like did you I'm see anybody or anything fucking, like the epitome of like not taking medication or like that's not good doing you anything. probably should all natural therapy natural medication smoking is one of my biggest things yeah uh, I like I said I grew up kind of around addictions and stuff like that. One of my dad's best friends was like a functioning crackhead. Like he just yeah. smoked crack every day, but worked, had a great job, did 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 his shit fine, right? But, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, some like hardworking people are gonna are gonna be able to maintain that. I mean, yeah, mayor of Toronto was a functioning crack addict. Exactly. Figured it out until a video came out. So I kind of grew up around all that, and I saw the effects that it had, but. Uh, Everyone smoked around me, and I didn't like realize until I was like 12, 13 what smoking was. But then when I did, me and my dad had to talk about it. My parents were, were really kind of accepting because I said they were young, and so they were really accepting of it. The first time I actually got chooched was with my mom. Nice. Yeah, she comes home, me and my three bro- bros are all sitting there, and we're all just out of our tree. And fucking, she walks in, takes one step, and she goes, Who has the hoots? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, dude, it was a good time. And she looked me in my eyes and she said, if you do this, do it at home because you're safe around me and I can watch you and make sure that you're okay and that the stuff you're doing is okay. And she taught me basically everything I know. And I really appreciate that because if I didn't have someone like that to kind of mentor me and coach me, I'd figure it out all, all on my own, right? And so it was nice having, even she was would hook up the connection at points in time and stuff like that. But that's one of the things that really does help me during this. Yeah. No, I, my mom was kind of the same way. It didn't last long because it didn't, eventually I just like, I had to try to have a party. <laughs> I feel you there. <laughs> oh man, this is, this is good. So I tried to have a party yeah. at one time and uh, my mom was like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was like a birthday thing or if it was just like, just for the sake of me and all my friends getting wasted. But, uh, middle of winter, like, this time of year, but, you know, it was, like, minus 40. Yeah. Like, it was last week. Oh, okay, yeah. And, uh, have a bunch of people over. Bit brisk outside. Yeah. <laughs> and we get, obviously, we're just so irresponsible. Like, I, this, this was a time in my life where I would, like, you know, could get close to finishing a 2-6 of, like, hard liquor by myself. In a night. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of other people around me could, too. So, uh, yeah. one friend had like you know his girlfriend over and she brought some of her friends over and obviously my mom's trying to chaperone us we lived in like a duplex you know like a sask housing duplex where just the walls are cheap as shit you yeah. get everything paper through thin yeah. yeah and like we're tr- and my mom's trying to get people like to shut up because it's like three in the morning you know yeah and like listen you guys can stay here but like you gotta fucking you gotta shut the down. fuck up she had yeah. been saying that for hours yeah you know like oh, she started yeah. saying that to people at midnight we just 
didn't listen. Yeah. And so eventually I was like, <laughs> despite the fact that it was my party, I was like, I'm going to bed, guys. <laughs> so I just went downstairs, went to bed, and, you know, I can still hear people doing their thing, and I'm, I'm just wasted. So I'm like, whatever, I'll just, I'll be able, I bet I'll be able to sleep through this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, my friend runs downstairs. And <laughs> he's like, hey, there's a fight going on upstairs. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I run oh, upstairs. No. And it's uh, apparently my mom had told, I guess I can just say it, I, my mom had told Antonio's ex yeah. to, like... <laughs> try to keep it down yeah and she made some snarky remark and my oh, mom was just no. done with it yeah and they oh, just started no. she was like all right it's time to go and they started scrapping and antonio had to like be between them and damn man <laughs> it was so it was the most ridiculous thing and that's the last party i ever had fair enough <laughs> these, these fucking like antonio his ex and a couple of her friends all had to like fucking walk home damn in like minus 40 weather and it was it was not close yeah to like where any of them lived they were all like you know where tommy douglas is yeah 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 i was on uh like the south side of that okay yeah and then they were all like kind of on the north side of tommy douglas okay yeah. so it was, it was a good like cross the way for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's not a short walk it's like 20 30 minute walk for sure at yeah. least yeah and in, in that cold is fucking oh okay. yeah that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a story to remember, though? Hey, geez. Yeah, I, t- I I tell that to a lot of people. No doubt, man. That's crazy, man. No, I I definitely, yeah. That's uh, poor well. Antonio. Who <laughs> we went over it the other day. Oh yeah. Uh, he's I think he's been mentioned in every single episode of this so far. That's sweet, man. That's just awesome. Cause, just because I've known him so long, I have so many fucking stories. Right yeah, there. no, that's a crazy memory to have. But yeah, I guess like that's just like one of the things that like I guess has helped me by just natural stuff. Though. Like even when I had a headache last night, my of course I'm gonna take some Advils, right? But yeah. my first natural instinct for myself is to make myself tea when I have a headache or when I feel sick, right? That's a good idea. Every tea. time I get because I get them a lot, just nervous person constantly like clenching my jaw and shit. Yep. Yep. Um, but always I'm like. Okay, wait, maybe we'll take something. We're going to chug back some fucking water, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or, like, have some electrolytes or, you know, I found a multivitamin that makes them a little bit better, makes me a little bit more relaxed. Definitely vitamin D for myself. Like vitamin How much D. do you take? I take 3,000 UI, so oh, three 1,000 okay. gummies. We usually do gummies, me and Emily. We do vitamin D, then we have a multivitamin, which is A, E, and B12, B6. Yeah. Then I take one 1,000 UI B12 on top of the multivitamin B12, um, and then... That's shit that's in, like, energy drinks, isn't it? Yeah. B12, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then I also take uh, B-complex, I'm pretty sure. It's like a okay. big yellow fucking horse pill, makes your pee really yellow, but... See, I found this one multivitamin that's just got so much shit in it. It's like, you know, a $60 a month. Oh, yeah, bill yeah. Just to keep up with this multivitamin, but it's got, like so much shit in it i don't bruise when i take this like, yeah i'll feel bruises if i like bump into something but yeah. i don't see them no and that's like i think vitamins and like supplements like that are really important for us we have the ability to do that and okay. our bodies absolutely freaking love it man so i think that it's important to do that but that's like something that i turn to too is just like any natural remedy that i've learned over the years and i associated things to specific things so like when i get a sore throat I will always make chicken noodle soup and it will always make me feel better like yeah. every single time, like religiously. Or 
it just along those lines like sometimes i need comfort food after i'm hungover and that's like a grilled cheese every fucking single time because nice. it's just like so good right um but yeah i think it's it's those things are important to do i haven't really sought any therapy and definitely throughout my life i probably should have I've gone through a lot of things in my life witnessed a lot of abuse and stuff like that but i've always told myself that i was strong enough to like overcome it and like become at peace with it it's taken me a long time to get there yeah but it's one of those processes you just you go through and and like i said i was very lucky to have my grandparents around they always told me yeah like it's like life that you've experienced isn't your fault right like it's you were just a byproduct and you experienced a lot of the things that you went through don't let them define who you are right and and that was something I'm very just thankful about is like I guess my perceptions that I have on things right they taught you how to process trauma that's not a skill that everybody has 100% my grandpa was a professor at the at, at the U of S here right oh okay uh, he was uh, in the Bureau of Education actually did nice. studies on the brain and stuff like that so he was just an absolutely phenomenal man and idol one of my idols in my life right they're beautiful people help us out any way they possibly can yeah but yeah, they. I guess that was definitely a skill that they had taught me, and they had taught me just a lot of skills that I don't feel like get taught nowadays too, which are like feel your feelings, feeling you know, feelings, okay about it every now and then if respect and like yeah. common common knowledge and like um just right from wrong type things too, manners right? Yeah, manners, mannerisms. Um, I was like one thing that I always look back on when I was a kid like whenever I was running around to my friend's house I was always that one kid at the friend's house who the parents were like oh I wish you were my kid because I was really <laughs> respectful I'd always like, even if I was getting a glass of water I'd be like I'd ask the parents they'd be like Mrs. So-and-so may I please grab, grab a glass of water and they'd be like oh you're so nice and you, you know so I was always I tried to carry myself like that through life no matter where i went it could be in the hardest scenario ever and i'd still be respectful just to show that that now that's good because i that like i'm one of those people that have to figure that out in adulthood oh man it's it's tough man like it's not an easy thing to to learn even myself being taught some of those things at early age or or having help in that sense i still even have to teach yourself along the way right it's a process that everyone goes through i was just fortunate enough to to have that like support system behind me i guess right yeah but yeah like it was i definitely feel like i probably should have had therapy for the some of some of the things in my life but like i've also like self-therapied myself a lot and like talked myself through a lot yeah a lot of the like those good habits cooking playing music those really are therapeutic they, yeah even they when have I'm... those benefits to it where you can kind of process things and you can you know whether you want like an escapism or you just want to kind of dig into something that you're feeling and actually like really feel it they're good for both 100 percent. guitar is like a great one for that like i really do like reflective thinking when i'm playing guitar especially just like when you're drilling right yeah sometimes it be, just becomes second nature to drill and then you'd start thinking about something else you're like damn and then and you- that's that car uh compartmentalizing of being able to do one thing down here and kind of have another thing going on up here that's like a really good like emotional skill to have it might yeah. seem more like a mental thing but well in today's day and age too it's so hard because we're expected to separate our our home lives from our work lives to to maintain a 
a positive environment type thing. And Which I don't know how the fuck people do that. Oh man, I fuck, fuck that. dude. Ever, I've like I don't fucking exist in the world without thinking of like everything else that's going on in my life. Literally, I'll, you know whether it's I'm at work. You know, I'm thinking about what I want to do with this, what I want to do at home, what I yeah. want to do with music, what I, you know, I'm just, I'm always just like, oh, I can just, especially at like, if you can like really, like you said, you can drill here, but you can have other stuff going on up there too. Yep. 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 You know, I'll just constantly be like, oh, I got to get, I, how do I figure out this? I got to look up this when I'm, when I have a free second, I got to cook, I got to do this. And it's like, I don't, I can't separate any of it. There's never, you know, and one thing I've always said, dude, is there's never enough time in a fucking day. Like, I had three hours of sleep before, like, today. I was wow. up till 6.30 in the morning. I'm a grinder, bro. Like, I, you're only 20 once. Like, you're only in your 20s once, right? I'm How 20, old are you? 22 now. Okay. Um, turning okay. 23 this year. Still young and you got... You got lots of vitality left. Oh, yeah, man. And I'm just, like, I'm beating the dead horse out of it. Like, I, I'd never sleep because, I, like I said, I feel like I never have enough time. Like, I'd rather stay up all night playing guitar and, like, learning how to do something. Yeah, and especially my... for stuff like that. Like, the, like, the age that you're at, take it from somebody who's a little bit older, the age you're at is the perfect, like, amount of energy to really... Uh, to quote a great poet, make money moves. Fuck yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah. like, cause it really, you really start to fucking dip once you hit 24, 25, 26. Mm -hmm. Like you just, it's, you're pretty close to where you were, but you can feel it. Like it's getting, it's getting less and less. You need more and more like other exterior or uh, androgynous just things to keep you going. Like caffeine yeah. and nicotine yep. and all that. Dependencies. Yeah, man. That was one thing, like, you know, like going back to the perspective thing, too, is just, like, I went through a really fucking hard time through my teen years. That was right around when I stopped playing guitar. I was dating that girl, and it was a really big learning experience for me. And I think that, uh, I think that going through that really changed those perspectives for me, I guess. Like, um, I just didn't want to be around a lot. But then I had lots of talks with, like, my mom and my grandparents and my dad and, like, talked with them real, like, just, like, how I felt. And they're like, hey, man, like, this is the real fucking world. Like, welcome to it type shit. Yeah. Not like that, but, like, they were like that in a sense. Like, you know, like, we're we're here with you and we're here to support you, but that's how it is for us, too. And I yeah, got a real... Yeah, always been. Welcome to adulthood. Yeah, I got a real dose of it early on. And since I'm the oldest, I, I had to set a good example. And for a while, I didn't do that. And I that really weighed on me. And then those perspectives started to change. And I guess that really has just, like, carried me along. And I've always been really optimistic through, like, even this, right? Like, it's definitely... You are a really optimistic person. Like... That's why I love Crocs, Evan. It's, That's why I love Crocs, it's buddy. Almost, it's almost <laughs> as disgusting as the Crocs have it. Fucking! Uh, oh my god, those are so gross. I was contemplating on bringing them, but I didn't I, want to get kicked out. <laughs> I wouldn't have kicked you out. I need to do this. I need to stay on my schedule. So you would have been good either way. But uh, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Hey. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't know how I do that though, man. It's you have to be a fighter in life, and I don't know if you believe in zodiology at all or anything like that. Zodiac signs and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a, I'm a Leo. I'm born in August, so I have that like. I want to keep going, man. I just want to keep doing. I want to be a leader. Leo, that's a fire sign too, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm the same way. The month end of November, Sagittarius. Nice, man. Yes, I've always gotten along with Sagittarius too. Actually, that's pretty crazy. That's hilarious because they're hard to get along with. They are. Yeah. They fucking just 
Them and Scorpios are just some of the worst. Fucking My dad's things. a Scorpio. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you had a lot of fire kind of in you from him then oh yeah and then my, my mom's a gemini too so oh god yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah. some of that stuff's been really helpful too during this just being like you know because like gym teachers and school counselors and therapists and just every which way about people have always just told me growing up like you need something spiritual you don't have to go to church but there's got to be something in the back of your head 100 percent. and I'm just you know growing up with like so much like disdain for Catholicism and Christians and I really relate with that yeah uh you know not that I have anything against what anybody wants to do but I'm just like these fucking giant corporate organizations are just the worst oh it's crazy man you know the the zodiac shit has really been one of those that I'm just like this is just fun yeah it's just people on the internet writing shit you just buy it you know it's like when a kid's around and (laughs) You know, you take, you know, you see a mall Santa, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to play along because this kid's watching. Oh, but this one's, yeah, but this one's because you're watching. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, I'm going to play along. It's fun, you know? 100%. You're man. like, oh, yeah, that was why this was a bad month. Fucking moon. Yeah. No shit, though. And, man, like, some of it's really relatable. Even though some of it's, like, generally relatable for a lot of people in life. It's Yeah. It's nice to have that affirmation i guess of like other people are going through it too or like this is you know maybe this is why your experience whether it's based off stars what time of the year you're born whatever have you ever uh, had your tarot cards read i've never had them read personally like that it it's, it's a always, fun experience always scared me always fucking scared me i i hate like knowing I mean, about like the future like something like just like i always just roll like i said i roll with the punches of life i'm a fucking I think it's one of those things where it's really just going to tell you where you're at. Like, yeah. You're, you might kind of realize, like, that, you know, you maybe haven't been handling something. But for the most part, it's just going to tell you what's already there. I had a girl it's that nice I used like to that. work with, though, who wanted to do that for me. I just never did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thought, I think that would be something really cool. And even my girlfriend right now, she's really into doing those kinds of things. She loves the tarot cards. She's into Reiki and body talk, so I guess, like, that's another form of, of medication or, like, therapy that I've gotten that's, like, I'm really lucky to have. And it's really cool. It's just, like, the 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 process of healing with energy and putting, like, good thought behind something. I know it sounds, like, really out there. Yeah. But to go TMI for a second, I I had a I had a circumcision this last year, right? What? Hold yeah. on. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> you fucking what? Yeah, you heard me. I had a circumcision this last year. I finally met somebody that did something more painful than my dick piercing. I'm oh, so happy. dude, it dude, it felt like I wore a steel wreath for like a month on my cock. Why the fuck would you do that? I so I had to. So going TMI, um I have a, I had a condition, have a condition called BXO. Okay. It's just like a, it's a non-transmissible condition. It's just something that I deal with. But basically, it's balanitis cirrhosis obliterans, I'm pretty sure is the full term for it. Okay. And balanitis in males is when the foreskin, it uh, shrinks and it tightens around the, uh, the head of the penis and you can't retract your foreskin. Jesus fucking Christ. And xerosis is kind of like psoriasis where it like dries your skin out. So I had cracks around my tight foreskin of my penis and it was really really painful and i couldn't fucking i couldn't have sex or like do anything right yeah it was fucking crazy man and it really like i'd never like i'd always been very like hygiene importance i've always like you know 
And then one summer I'd went out camping for uh, a, a week straight in a tent, right? And I had just gone like showers in the lake and stuff like that. And after that, that's when I noticed it. It started happening. So maybe something in the water, the algae, yeah. being out in that environment triggered it. Uh, as well as it could have been from a yeast infection even too. Yeah. But uh, so that's why I had to get it. And Jesus Christ, what was that healing process like? Dude, it was crazy, man. It was absolutely wild. Um, so it was it was this past year. I was working with uh, the job. I'm still at the job. Yeah, let's not mention that company name. No, no, I won't. Um, <laughs> and you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, and I I had taken a day off basically. I'd only had one day off because like I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be fine, right? Like yeah. I've never really been into surgery before. I've broken both my wrists and a toe and whatnot, but yeah. Um. I'd gone in there and it was my first time going under and it was, they had said two years fully healing process, but like six months till I'm like fully functional again, can do the regular business. But, uh, yeah, that was absolutely crazy. And, um, it, yeah, it was crazy, man. It felt like stitches down there, dude, felt like wearing a steel wreath. That's the only way I could describe like any micro movement you made. It would like, if they caught on your pants, it would, I I have a good idea of what that feeling feels like. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah. It's, it's rowdy. And, but yeah, no, I had to, I had to do that. Right. And that was one of those things that was crazy. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Fucking adult circumcision. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I can't fucking imagine. So like. How long until you were coming again? Well, like, fuck, dude. Like, it was weird. Like, you know, it's like the best way that I can describe is, like, imagine wearing a blanket or, like, having your sweater on for your entire life, never taking it off once. Yeah. And then you just take it off once. And then you're just like, okay, well, this is how it is. It was, like, for the first, like, month, like, I couldn't walk properly because, like, underwear felt different to wear. Yeah. And so, like, I walked around like an old man for the whole time. It was very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting to say the least. Um It was it was a process though, dude. It was something that uh I had to go through. I can't remember exactly where I was going with this, but yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, I don't know either, but that's fucking wild. Yeah, TMI. Jesus Christ. That's not TMI. This is exactly what I want. Oh man, spill the tea, dude. I'm totally comfortable about talking like about that kind of stuff. But that was like, you know, one of one of those crazy things that I ended up and were you with through. anybody at the time? Yeah, with my current girlfriend. That I'm oh, with okay. Right now. So she, she went through all of that. Supported me, like going into the bathtub, removing the sterile strips off the stitches type shit. You're right there beside me while I'm like shaking. Whoever this, okay, I, I know I've met her, but whoever this Chiquita is is a fucking champ, dude. I hope she hears That's... that. She'll <laughs> love that. She'll love that. Trust me. I'll clip it out for you when we're done. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout so... out to her. So how like how did you get back into the saddle of coming? Like was it just like on your own or was did you have help when you it, like so were you just one day like I think I'm ready? Kind of like like get a fan, that's all it's going to take. It was like 2 <laughs> months I think 2 3 months after and like it everything felt weird dude like peeing for the first little while like you couldn't even feel yourself pee cuz yeah. like everything's like feels different, different and like but then, yeah, just it, it feels like it definitely feels a lot different. I have to say this. This is like a myth for dudes. But like, in my opinion, it felt way better with the foreskin. Really? Yeah. I don't know. You lose like that, that micro bit of feeling. I guess if you do it at birth and you grow up feeling like that, then it may feel better because that's what you're used to. And that's like 100 for you. Yeah. 
but I guess like for myself, I noticed the different. Like everything felt different. Yeah, I remember when I took my my fucking D piercing out. Like it didn't feel nearly as good. Yeah, like, well, I was like that definitely hit something that was nice. <laughs> yeah, no, man, that's that's one thing though. Like I guess I fucking you fuck harder without it because you can't feel as much. So it's yeah. like yeah, you could just, yeah. So it's it it was like two three months. And I don't know, I think I just was like, you know, I just like had been like visually like watching it till I felt like I was ready. And then one time I was just ready. Did it, it hurt really bad. So I was like, okay, I need to wait like another month. And yeah. then I did it that like month after and then I was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then like now we're, that was December. And was it after, so after that, like when it, the first time it felt good, were you just like, all right, we're back to normal. Let's go. Basically. Okay, yeah. Cool. I just didn't fucking, I just like, I was like, That's whatever. not that bad a healing time. Yeah. No, no, not too bad. It was definitely a process. That was like one of the craziest things I I went through. Yeah, it's a fucking medical procedure. Yeah, like, dude, oh, and a major one to like. I mean, and those are so like our dicks are just so linked with our brain. Oh yeah, dude, like fuck. at the end of the day, <laughs> we can't like. You know, dudes wake up from comas, and the first thing they're doing is reaching down to see if their fucking dick's still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's. That's that's, that's definitely some trauma, but luckily you know how to process that. Yeah, yeah. So that was like I don't know. That was that like, is so fucking wild, man. I dude, yeah. Highly recommend if we ever have if you ever having kids out there, circumcise at birth because you don't want them to have to go through that when they're older. It's not a fun process. Yeah, no. definitely. The was, worst was like so when I had I think I had twelve or fourteen stitches, maybe maybe oof. fourteen or sixteen. But, like, on the underside, like, right where that, like, little piece connects to the head. Yeah, yeah that thing, whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. Uh, uh, I think that thing might be called your Prince Albert. And that's why they call the hoop your Prince Albert piercing. I they, don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But. So, my st- two of my stitches on the underside let go. So, I had this fucking, like, cavity. It's like this crevice yeah. in my skin. And I got really scared because I didn't want to infect it. Stitches are fucking gnarly, though. Oh. I've only had those once in my life. And dissolvable ones at that. Like, some of them let go sooner than other ones. I didn't get dissolvable to, ones. You have to, like, pull them out yourself. It's fucked up, man. Man, the ones I got, like, I had to go to a doctor and get him to cut them out. And the shitty, like, you the, feel the one time I've had stitches on, uh, was oh. on my tongue. Yeah. Oh. When I had it done. Because they, you know, they do the split down the middle and then they have to take each side and close it up like that. So they're... Mm. They don't want to heal back together. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I think there was, like, 14 stitches total. Holy shit. And I... Yeah, it was fucking hilarious because I went to a guy in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, just come back, like, you know, in a month or whatever, or two weeks or whatever to get the stitches out. And I was like, I can't. Like, I live in Saskatoon. Like, I'm, you know, 18 years old. That's, like, this months, you know, like a year of saving up money just to do this. Holy crap, buddy. Fucking. And so he's like, oh, well, they're just stitches. Like, you, I mean, realistically, you can just go to any doctor, like any walking clinic. So, so of course, I had to go to a walking clinic and explain my situation. I was like, I got stitches on my tongue. They're like, why? Hold on, why? Yeah. And I was like, well, I had this thing done. Look. And the doctor's like. Oh, okay. You could just tell he was like, I have. That was the first time he'd ever done that. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody and he fucking missed one. Oh no in way. The back. So like months later, I just, I had to kind of just. It didn't feel like it was in very deep once I finally discovered what was going on. But 
I definitely just kind of had to like pull it out myself. Okay. Yeah. No like scissors or anything to cut it. Did it bleed or anything like that? I didn't see any. I don't think it was in. I think like you know, it's one of those things where the body will just kind of push it out. Yeah, slowly. it does. It pushes it out. That's the same th- thing that happens with like dissolvable stitches almost. For the yeah, most part. but I th- I think like it was pretty much all the way out, and I just gave it that last little. That's got to be painful though, bro. It like, sucked. Like I. I'm not going to say the guy's name because I'm, I don't think he was legally allowed to freeze it to do the procedure, but <laughs> yeah. he did. Hey, man. And I'm really glad he did because I was looking at that fucking knife that he was about to put in my face, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I was ready. <laughs> I was sitting on the fucking table, yeah. like in a piercing shop, ready to be like, you know what? Keep the 500 bucks. I'm good. And he's like, now we're going to freeze it. And I'm like, I got this. Yeah. I fucking got Fuck this. Yeah, dude. I'm not going to feel it until it's too late. Man, go back. that's so cool. I don't know if I could ever do something like that, man. Like I wouldn't recommend it. I'm gnar, but I'm not that gnar. Like I can't do shit like that. I haven't even gotten a tattoo on myself yet. Oh, I would you love do to. That one of these days. My my first idea is like I want to get something to do with like my zodiac. So I want to get a line on me on like my chest or like ripping through my shoulder, just like a claw ripping across my shoulder or something like that. You could get something better than that. Oh man, that, sound, like, that sounds like a very first tattoo idea. Yeah, I want to. Well, it's like something like cool. Like I want like I've seen these tattoos where it's like rips in the skin. It almost looks like, and then like Super behind, full realistic. Yeah, yeah, and then behind the the rip in the skin is like a something something or like a. And I love those ones. That's what I want to do. Like a lion's face, because like that's how I feel on the inside all the time. Everywhere I go. I mean, you do you. That sounds cool. <laughs> I'm going to give you some honest advice. Just get a cool-looking lion, man. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Well, my, so this this Christmas, my lady, she ended up getting, like, an elephant and a lion done on her that were, nice. like, super, super nice. I'll show you as well after. Absolutely amazing, though. And, and yeah, no, I, I definitely think that that's, like, one of the things that I'd love to do in that regard in my life. I've never done it, though, and I don't know how I'm going to react to it. I know I'm a tough dude, but everyone says, like, some people are like, ah, tattooing doesn't hurt at all, and then other people are like, fuck, that shit hurts really bad. I mean, if you, yeah, it's it's pretty, it's got its own little therapeutic kind of sense to it, you know, just because you're like, you know, it's, I mean, depending on where you go, like, it's pretty painful. Yeah. It's a little painful no matter what you do. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you can just, like, sit with that and... You know, it's kind of earning your stripes. Like, you know, you 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 can't just get this. You have to go through the pain to get it. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. kind of come out, even if it's little, even if it's just kind of a bullshit tattoo, you come out of it a little bit. You endured that. That's yeah. something that you, you had to endure to achieve on your body. And I think, again, the artists out there that do that kind of stuff, absolutely phenomenal. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I really uh, that's one of the people I really want to have on here is the the girl that did like my neck and head and shit that would be super cool man. She, yeah she's got a lot of cool stories and oh. she's insanely good at what she does those people tattoo artists artists generally have such such rich stories from some of the things that they've experienced and done in their lives and I can't wait to have some of those types of experiences for myself uh, to talk about and stuff like that too yeah. I think that's really freaking cool my thing is I'm super ticklish, like really ticklish. Oh, really? And I'm like scared that if I get a tattoo, it's gonna fucking make me tickle. And like I flail when I tickle. Like I want to punch someone in the face when the I. The needle get probably won't, but you probably will. Like you feel a little tickle, like just because you know they're gonna like rest their hands on you and their wrists on you a little bit and shit. So, oh man! So I'm gonna need. They're gonna the just need secure. to like knock me out. Like literally, there's the biggest guy in the tattoo shops and they need to just jaw me. Nah. Get me out, and then you have consent to do whatever you want. Nah, you don't deserve it if you can't get through it 
Dude, I'm gonna punch my tattooer in the face. I'm gonna feel so bad. It's no, gonna be like, not. oh man. You're gonna sit. You're gonna sit there and take it. and You're gonna come out better for it. I I, I, I respect I respect the belief in me, dude. I really do. I I don't have as much for myself as you have for me, dude. You gotta. It's all you gotta do is just learn to sit there with pain. Yeah, just or learn tickling, to, dude. I'm like I'm telling you, like you don't know how ticklish be, I am. The pain's gonna be more. I hope it overwhelms the tickling sensation because I can handle pain way better. Like I said, it broke both my wrists, so pain for me, I got that. But yeah. tickling, dude, something else about it's bad. Is that ticklish? No, dude, remote? like, holy fuck. It's Jesus not even Christ. funny. Like, And, like, I've tried to get tickled to, like, make it go away, like, consistently, <laughs> but it doesn't go away. It gets worse Jesus over time. My, t- my feet, man, like, me and my dad, it's from my dad for sure. My dad, he ticklish feet. Just like if you tickle my dad's feet, he'll like boot at you, like he'll like get away from me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have the same same ticklish feet. Don't like being tickled, but happens to me anyways, right? Fuck, that's. that's I wild. Hope... I'm still just thinking about your dick being like, holy shit. <laughs> I really want to know what I was segueing into with that. Oh well. I don't know. TMI. TMI. That's it's that's a cool it's topic to have. Much. It's around here. It's not too much information. I think that all. it's a cool topic to have on there too. Then you can be like, man, I had this dude who had a, his dick circumcised on the podcast. Well, like it. I think I drunkenly said last time, this podcast is about whoever's sitting right there. <laughs> Hell but yeah, if, dude! If you want to talk about your dick, I want to hear about your dick. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Sometimes it must be done. Not all the time, but in the right situation, circumstance, that's for dang sure. Yeah, that's fucking so. Wild though, yeah, man. Oh, dude. I think if you, yeah, if you can do that, you can fucking. Did they knock you out for that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was full fucking. It's like you know, like if you ever watched Grey's Anatomy before, yeah. dude. So like when they're in the room and they got like <laughs> the clipboard with the check checklist and shit, they're like scalpel. That's how they do it in real life too. Like they're yeah. in there and they're like going over their list and like there's the other group of like surgeons in there, whatever, right, helping out, and then the main surgeon, my main surgeon, his name. Maybe I shouldn't say it either. Maybe, yeah. Um, just in case. Yeah, we'll just call him Dr. V. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's a good guy. Ab- like, very, very, very skillful what he did. He said he'd done a lot of them before on adult males, which is good. And yeah, he did a great job. Healed up now, nice. And, like, it looks good. He did a really good job. Didn't lose any inchage either, if that was a question that you had in your head. <laughs> I did no, not think of that, but I'm glad I know No now. losing of the inchage. Actually, if anything, like I said, it made it look a little bit like more sleek. Maybe a Aerodynamic? Little bit. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's got rid of a bit of, <laughs> bit of that extra chub on it. Maybe it was a little bit like fatter before, but that's just excess skin type thing. So That's fucking funny. Yeah, man. Fuck, life is crazy, dude. Yeah. yeah. Life is fucking crazy. So now, that BXO thing, right? Like, not oh, yeah. as existent because it was in the foreskin in my skin. So, I don't really have to deal with it anymore, which is nice. But I have a little bit of, like, scarring in some places other than my stitches that it had ended up affecting. That That's fine, like, Life fucking scars you, and you should fucking ride those scars are the scars are like the painting of life on people yeah that's pretty crazy man that's for damn sure yeah yeah that was shout out to that woman though she she ran she rode through that whole thing with me and yeah no i i I, okay which is nuts because i've had i've had partners be like hey you should go get snipped and i'm like okay like you're willing to go through that with me they're like no i'm gonna find something else until it's ready to go I'm yeah, like, I can. Well, you suck. <laughs> no doubt, dude. No, I, I, I was lucky. It was something that we just we. 
it had happened and then we both realized we're like we have to go through this together it's definitely like a different type of love that i share for that lady like than i've had for any other girl or anything like that she's just she's read read through some of the hardest times of life for sure with me yeah those are those are rare yeah people oh man very very lucky very fortunate to have her uh fuck that's a crazy story sometime i'll we'll have to come over a different time and just have like a smoke session have her over so we can all chat together and stuff like that but we'll, yeah, i'll definitely. tell you how we met then it was a very very unique story i knew her from like when i was a kid though and we, we went to cadets together when nice. i was a kid so that's how we initially like knew each other it was very very crazy over the years though but yeah man freaking um i worked through all that though too eh? that's wild yeah like i had one day off one just day. for the surgery yeah and i was i was i had mm. they gave me 10 micrograms of fentanyl so they didn't give me like a lot but like they gave me some fucking rank shit so that day that i got out of the hospital i went in 6 30 in the morning surgery by 8 out by 11 wow. like i was out out of my fucking anesthesia so to rest and then what 9 a.m the next day you're fucking I didn't even rest. I literally, yeah, like I didn't even rest. Like I just stayed up for like 38 hours or something like that. It was crazy. So I went out, like I got up that same day of the surgery. My lady woke up with me at, or she was there at the hospital and I woke up. I had gone to the mall, bought brand new shoes for myself, (laughs) went to like winners to get like a comfy sweater because I wanted to feel like really comfy. And yeah, I called them the uh, the moon boots, and then we got NASA sweaters too. So I was nice. like, it was just like how I was feeling that day. Yeah, I just fucking went with it, dude. I just rolled with it and had to had to go through that. So that was a pretty freaking crazy thing that I had to do pretty recently. That's wild. Yeah, I got. I remember when I got my tongue done, I had to uh, ask my boss, which is weird because it's at a jewelry, like a piercing place too. I was like, can I get like two weeks off for this to heal? And she's like, I could give you like four days. And I'm like. What? I can't, like, I have stitches in my mouth. I can't talk for a week. Yeah, like, my and mouth like, is going to be swollen. And she's like, I'll give you the four days. you got to figure it out after that. So I had to come in, sell to people, while I'm just like, Hey, God, how's it going? And, like, shit stabbing you in the fucking gums and in the roof of your mouth Oh, and man, shit. that's going to be similar to what that is like. Yeah, exactly. In the mouth. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like and a steel wreath in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sucks. Awful. I mean, that I was kind of used to because I tried to split my tongue myself. Holy before shit. Before that. That's but I just nuts. found people online that were like, you know, you'd have a tongue piercing in the back and you'd put fishing wire through it and you just make it tighter and tighter every like day or two until it just kind of did it with itself. Yeah. And uh, I tried that and that was just like weeks of fucking not getting anywhere and always having like a little thing of fishing line just stabbing me somewhere in the mouth. Oh, ow. That's gotta hurt. So when I got to the stitches, I was like, okay, I kind of know what this is about. At least this is like a week and then I'm done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's but freaking crazy, man. Fucking pants, dude. God damn. Man. That wouldn't have been fun. I can't imagine that. Like I said, I just... Oh, oh man. I got I got out of there and we, like, you know, immediately I was like, I need ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, my friend came with me nice. to that, for that trip and... Uh, you know, standing in line waiting to get ice cream, I think, is when the freezing wore off and I, like, almost fucking collapsed. Oh, man. It, it was just bad. It was, yeah, like, that, that fentanyl was crazy that they put me on after. And I had, like, I was on the come down day I was working, so I was just, like, dead. I was just, like, out of it, man. Felt like the biggest druggie in the world, for sure. Yeah, that's wild, <laughs> though. Yeah. 
just I don't know why to fucking get more time off for that. I just thought I was an absolute fucking tank. You are apparently. Apparently, I don't know. I just keep on going, dude. Just gotta I gotta have that vitality in my life. I life. Mean, I, I guess the fucking momentum's a lot easier to keep going than it is to get it going again. Yeah. Yeah. But fuck, dude, I would have taken. I would have been like, I need, I need six months off. Can I make this work somehow? <laughs> Literally. You guys don't understand. It's my dick. I don't know how the fuck I did it, dude. Like I had to sleep on my back only. Yeah. For a while. Two months, like only on my back. I could, like, if I slept on my side, I'd wake up with like a throbbing D and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was fucking something else, dude. Nah, like I, I said, to anybody that. out there, man, freaking, if you ever have kids, I highly recommend circumcision at birth, just from being somebody who went through that, right? So, yeah. And, well, like, that condition, there's not much that's known about it, that circumcision was one of the only last causes that they could think uh, to cure it, so that yeah. was what ended up helping myself for that, which was nice. I'm glad you're not going through that anymore. Yeah, dude, that sucks. No one wants to go through that. It just sounds horrid, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, it does. But I think that's a good way to end this. Un- yeah. yeah. Dick story. <laughs> good old dick story, buddy, for sure. Uh, it's been great. Hell this yeah, was man. fun as shit, dude. 100%, dude. I hope we can do it again sometime. I hope man. we can do it again. I hope yeah. we can be in a much nicer space. 100%. Any t- no, anytime, man. You want to have me back, I'm always willing to come chat it up about current events, whatever you got going on, whatever you want to ask me about. I'm always here, dude. Hell yeah, man. Despite how grossly optimistic you are, you're, you're a good time. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> One more time, where can people find you? Uh, Jerude Sandstorm, J-E-R-U-D-E, Sandstorm, S-A-N-D-S-T-O-R-M. And that's what, on Twitch? On Twitch, Twitch on anything, just like literally anything, that's my name. It's, it's literally, if you see me in real life ever, you can call me Jerude Sandstorm. It's what I go by. I just decided that's what my name is. All right, sick. Yeah, this will post next week. Hell yeah, man. Super excited for it. Me too, man. One of the first lookers. Yeah, this will be a good time. I'll send you a little stuff while we do it, but it's been fun. Saturday night smoke show. Satan's foreskin everywhere. Hell yeah.